0: Welcome back to the He Says, She Says, God Says podcast, the podcast all about marriages and relationships where God is at the center. I'm joined by my co-host for this episode, Emily, who's my wife of 28 years.
1: Hello. (laughs) Why did you roll your eyes? (laughs) (laughs) So
0: here we are at episode two.
1: And it's taken us a long time to get to episode two. I noticed in your notes it says last week – where in reality it was probably, what, two or three months ago we probably. we recorded our first episode.
0: So that was our concept, and since then we've had to do a whole bunch of work behind the scenes to actually get this off the ground. So A lot of
1: reading, a lot of researching. A lot, a lot of, of
0: procrastinating.
1: Yep, chatting to people. <laughs> and Yeah, it, it does take a lot of work, doesn't it? And I think also because of the topic it may seem a little bit controversial, but ever so foundational. But Mm. when you really dig deep down into what the Lord's saying and understanding context, then you realize that it's not controversial.
0: And I think that's the important piece because we actually don't have the right to pick and choose the scriptures that we will and won't follow.
1: For sure.
0: So we actually have to follow them all regardless. Exactly. So last week, we talked about the why of this podcast and what we were hoping to achieve, and that's to have people on this podcast share with you what's worked and not worked in their marriages and what God's Word says about that.
1: This week, we want to dig into the Bible and have a look at the scriptures about marriage. Really, what we want to cover here is its foundations, because every other topic we cover will be fundamentally underpinned by these scriptures. Mm. So essentially, also, if you think about our life with God and the foundation and the rock that we're building upon, if you're in a marriage, this is the next block that goes on top of that rock, I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. What do you reckon?
0: And the interesting thing is, is that in the scriptures we're going to read, so if you're listening now, crack open Ephesians chapter 5, because that's where we're going to be reading from today. And... We see here Paul's talking about the comparison really between uh, our marriage and God's relationship with the church. So let's start reading uh, in Ephesians 5 and verse 21. And so the first scripture says, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. And this is a really interesting piece because we talk about submission a little bit further on. But I want to look at this scripture just for a minute because it says, Submit yourselves one to another. So that's to each other. Most people focus on the next scripture, which talks about wives submitting themselves to their husbands. But this is a pretty important piece for both wives and for husbands to understand that part of their role is to submit themselves to each other. So in verse 22, it says, Wives, submit yourself, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its saviour. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. So, what do you read when you see this?
1: Well, I suppose in the marriage sense, he is the spiritual leader of the household and he sets the pace, the spiritual pace for the household as well. And I think that um, it doesn't say in the scripture, only submit to your husband if he's an awesome guy Mm. or only submit to your husband if this week he bought you flowers. Um, You consider each other you are kind to each other, you respect each other, you respect your husband, and you do it continuously.
0: I think the interesting thing here is the comparison of how we as Christians should give ourselves to Christ. And so how, regardless of our gender, how we submit ourselves unto Christ as the head of the church. And so when we think about that is that we give our all to him, we follow his instruction, we want to follow him, we love him dearly, uh, we understand the sacrifice that he's made for us. And so when we consider all of those things, it really does, I think, put in context uh, this scripture.
1: I think also if you're, um, as a female, if you're submitting to your husband and you're doing it unto the Lord and then it's really not that hard, is it? I don't
0: know. I don't
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Well, you've, just like anything, you've, you've got to do everything unto the Lord. Mm. E- everything that we um, do in our lives, we do it unto the Lord.
0: And we do, it out, of, and we do it out of love.
1: Yeah. And,
0: and when we read the next scripture, which is verse 25, it says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her or up for the church and so he so loved the church that he gave his life he gave everything to the church and that's the responsibility of the husband and not just his life but if you think about everything he gave the pain the suffering the humiliation through his crucifixion he gave everything and that's a pretty big responsibility for a husband when you think of it in that context, absolutely, which we're actually told to think about it yeah. in that context. And I've, you know, I've heard, you know, guys say, oh yeah, you know, I'd take a bullet for my, for my family or for my wife. And that might be true, but that's pretty unlikely to happen. But husbands, if you're out there listening, you might take a Bullet for your family, but are you telling me that you won't take the bins out without being asked, or pick up your <laughs> socks off the floor, and think yep. your wife's nagging? That's uh, that's a pretty big, pretty big piece.
1: Well, it's consideration, isn't it? Yeah. At the end of the day, having a look around and actually seeing how you can serve each other, and it's sometimes that's not necessarily always going to be equal cuz as one person is dealing with a heavier workload or a heavier life load the other person's there to pick up the slack and vice versa it's it's all about it's all about being considerate and if you're if you've got that mind to always be looking out for the other person and considering what they're going through and acting out of kindness and care, then what what is picking something up for someone mm. else?
0: I think, the, I think the piece here is that if each party brings their everything their into the relationship, yeah. not because they're looking to get something out of it, but because of their love for the other, then if both parties have that mindset and have that love for each other, then everybody's going to benefit out of it. It's going to be a great relationship. And we read here in verse 26 and it says that he might sanctify her having cleansed her by the washing of the water of water with the word so that he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing that she might be holy and without blemish. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves him, his wife, loves himself. And so we see a comparison here of of Jesus, but. We also see here that, you know, in the same way that Jesus wants to sanctify the church, in the same way husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. So when you know you're a husband, you're sitting on the couch not doing anything, and your husband, your wife's slaving away, that's just not living this or any of the scriptures before it. Totally. It's just not.
1: Yeah, it's just not. Well, it breeds resentment and all sorts of things, mm-hmm. and disappointment, and anger, and also. Um, potentially weighing up, you know, starting to do a list of, well, I've done this and, you know, this person hasn't done that, it starts becoming a blame game. Hmm. So if you're both bringing everything to the table...
0: Then there should be nothing like that.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Verse 29, it says, For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes it and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church because we are members of his body. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Let's just look at this for a minute. We are one when we're married. Um, And this, we read the scripture, in fact, very, very early on in the Bible, in Genesis 2, where it also says that, Therefore shall a man leave his mother and father and shall cleave, or to stay with, or to stick to, or be joined unto his wife, and they shall become one flesh. So the way in which we treat each other and care for each other and expect of each other, it's really a, it's a complete respectful balance.
1: Absolutely. And become one flesh is a really important element to think of because as as the Scripture says, you're not going to um, treat yourself badly. So why would you treat the other half of your whole,
0: yeah, exactly. which
1: makes you totally complete, mm. uh, without respect and care it's really, it's a really easy formula.
0: So you think in our marriage that we've not lived these scriptures that points in our marriage.
1: I think, I think largely we've always been quite respectful at each other. Mm-hmm. I think that there's probably been sometimes where we may not have.
0: Can you remember anything like that?
1: I would say, I would say that. When we first moved to Melbourne, mm-hmm. when um, that was probably a really hard time for both of us. So you for going... so for
0: context, we moved there for my work. Yeah, and I was setting up a, a company or relocating a company to Melbourne, and that was my that was my role. And we had no real friends. Well, we had a few, but Melbourne's a big place. Yeah, and I was at work every day, working pretty hard actually. Yeah, pretty probably ridiculous. twelve hours a day. Yeah, it was a bit silly.
1: Yeah and um, had to really, for the first time, find out where I fit in that. And I had had Lily as a two-year-old and we had this big city to discover and we had moved away from family, I had moved away from work and the first six months were awesome because it was just like a holiday. But then when winter struck... And and the,
0: and the visitors stopped coming. And
1: the visitors stopped coming and we because <laughs> <laughs> it was too cold, much like now in this office. Um, yeah, the reality of um, the move and um, probably even a bit of the loneliness sat in.
0: I don't think I was particularly attentive to our family or our relationship at that particular point in time. Well, maybe not terribly so. Yeah, you would
1: just your your focus was absolutely somewhere else yeah. and then I had to at first come to think of it at first thought, What have I done? As in what have I done to upset you? Because you were so stressed that you would come home and you would not want to talk about work. And I was just craving to hear about what was happening in that big Melbourne city, the deals you were working on, uh the people you worked with. Like I was so excited to hear all of those bits and pieces, but you were so exhausted by it and Lee worked so hard that you didn't want to you definitely didn't want to talk about it. And so I felt a bit lonely at that point. So even more isolated. Yeah. yeah. Because I wasn't there with family and you were very busy. Totally had Lily and so Lily and I just learnt to I had to find a different way. Like I couldn't change that and I think that I had to I had to learn I had to come to a realisation that it wasn't that you didn't want to come home and be with me, how I first thought it would be, because at first your mind can play crazy things, crazy tricks on you if you're not, if you're not in the right place, or if you have too much time with it. <laughs> and so, so you're
0: talking about your mind, not my mind. My mind. Yep.
1: Yes. Well, your mind was very busy elsewhere. Yeah. But you know, I had to come to the realisation that I couldn't react to your your stress and your um, how you were feeling. So if you were coming home and you said, I don't want to talk about it, I couldn't react to that. I had to still be the person I was because it didn't work if I just got cranky with you. Then, Then what good's that? Then we're both cranky. So then I realised that I've just got to keep showing kindness. I've just got to keep showing up. Um, and be consistent in who I am.
0: And then eventually I'll work it out. Yeah. Mm.
1: And you did.
0: So this, I mean, and so when we think about it in that context of this scripture, one of us wasn't turning up like this scripture tells us to, but you were still doing that, which then meant that it didn't become as an issue for us that it could have been.
1: Yeah. But at first I didn't. At first I reacted to
0: it. Not that I I remember.
1: (laughs) you probably didn't notice. (laughs) But but yes, that's what this scripture is saying. As long as it takes, be the person that is putting into your marriage. Mm. This marriage is your contract. It's not only a legal contract in the law of the land, but it's a spiritual contract. And if one of you is not quite there at the minute, the other person has to be there, continually putting in, don't mm. give up on it. You just can't give up. Pretty heavy stuff, isn't it's it? It's pretty heavy Gee, stuff. We've, but, we've,
0: we've, but the whole thing is, is, and the aim here really is to become one flesh. And then when, when you have, I mean, you know in your flesh today when something's not working right. Yeah. Right? You, you know that. Yeah. Um, and so... So here's an opportunity that if you live this live these scriptures that you will become one flesh and you'll know and you'll be able to respond accordingly. And it says in verse 32, it says, This mystery is profound, and I'm saying <laughs> that it refers to Christ and the church. So that's the parable. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself and let the wife see that she respects the husband. So if we go back to the very beginning of this passage of scripture, there's really two two key themes three key themes that come out of this one so one that wives should submit in everything to their husbands the way the church submits unto christ so that's a pretty straightforward husbands should love their wives as christ loved the church and gave himself up for her and what's the result of those two things that they'll become as one flesh and so that's the that's the power of this scripture
1: and this scripture also, it doesn't mean that um, the male or the female is any more or less important in God's eyes. So we have we have heard previously, um, uh,
0: we're both equal in God's eyes, but we just have different roles. Oh,
1: totally, mm. yeah. That's the one I was trying to find, and it didn't come to mind quickly. But that's the truth, mm. and. But just bear in mind that the roles, and we will get into the roles of men and women in their marriage within the church environment, all of those sort of things, deeper into the podcast. In future episodes? Yes, in future episodes. Um, And that's
0: that's why we really wanted these scriptures up front. And there's plenty of them. Like, this isn't the only passage of scripture that talks about marriage. Um, but I think it does uh, open it up pretty clearly. So there's plenty of other scriptures you can read. But we wanted to get these scriptures at the beginning of the podcast because, A, we didn't want this this podcast to be just a bunch of opinions. We wanted it to be based on scripture. And we'll come back and refer to these scriptures every now and then through the podcast as a bit of a foundational uh, element. So I think there we have it. I think this episode is nearly done. So if we live these scriptures right, then I think we're going to own all the elements that the scriptures relate to, um, and we'll just nail this marriage thing. But
1: but we know that it isn't always that simple. Exactly, and sometimes we forget. Or other things do seem to get in the way, or sometimes we need practical examples on how to live those scriptures. And I've actually had people say to me, "But what does that mean practically? I hear I've I've heard the scripture over and over again, but how do I?" Apply that practically to our lives.
0: And that's what our future episodes are going to be all about. So stay tuned. Make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Uh, We said at the beginning that we'd give you scriptures for each next episode. But the way the production schedule is going, that's going to be a little bit difficult for us to announce right now what the next episode is going to be, because we have multiple recordings going on at any given point in time.
1: We're rather random. <laughs> it, is.
0: <laughs> it is. Plus, because we've got other hosts, uh, so we need to work around their schedules as well. And I'm really
1: excited to hear their stories mm-hmm. and uh, what they've been delving into and researching the scriptures themselves.
0: But what we will do is, for each episode, we will have all of the scriptures posted in the show notes, so you can read them beforehand or while you're while you're listening to the episode or afterwards, you'll also be able to get those on our website and in all of the podcast apps. They generally have a description about what the episode's about, so we'll make sure that they are in there as well.
1: Plenty to research then, mm. but. We'd love to hear from you. So rate or comment on your podcast app or just drop us an email at podcast at he says, she says, God says dot com. And you can also connect with us on Facebook and Instagram or check out our web page, which is www.he says, she says, God says dot com.
0: Until next time, he says,
1: she says,
0: God God says. says.
1: Hey there, I'm Emily Campbell and I'm going to start that again.
0: Sure. Oh, come on in.
1: I forgot what I said last time.
0: It doesn't matter. That's the whole idea. We'll just see what comes out and then we can slice <laughs> and dice. I'm
1: not sure if you want to just see what comes out in my mouth. <laughs> right. Do you know I gave this a go? I was actually in the car the other day and I was self-recording as I was driving because I thought I'm going to... (laughs) It's illegal.
0: I'm sure of it.
1: (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, okay. Maybe. Maybe. Anyway, we actually took no consideration when we named this podcast, He Says, She Says, God Says. It's actually really we, hard to say. <laughs> we actually didn't consider that we would have to say this over and over again. And I actually can't say it without going really slow. And I reckon we should run a competition with our listeners who can say it 10 times the quickest without mucking it up.
0: So, so they need to record it on their phone, see who can say it the quickest ten times without yeah. mucking it up and then send yeah. us the audio file. And send it, it to enough. us.
1: That would be really fun. That would be funny. And whoever does it better than me, they can end up being the co-host. <laughs>
0: well, that doesn't work.
1: <laughs>